Grace is when you admit that you had some help from God. How many of you know you had help from God? Uh, listen, the Apostle Paul puts it this way. Therefore, having obtained help from God, I have continued unto this day. Some of us know the only reason we are still here is because of God's grace. Would you bless God for our choir? Amen. Thank you. Listen, as we remain standing, the reading of the word today, the series that we have been sharing all year is the theme for this year of 2018. Theme is entitled, A Time of Harvest. This is the fifth message in this series. Earlier, we honored the late Bishop W.L. Bonner as we celebrated black history. Today, we have chosen what was his favorite scripture to preach from. I told the church earlier, Bishop Bonner has preached from this Deuteronomy 28, verses 1 through 8. In fact, the last time he was here, he preached from this text and he preached seven minutes, seven minutes, and wrecked the house in seven minutes. I sent all my preaching friends all across the country a text and say, you don't have to be that long. <laughs> Amen. Thank God for Bishop Bonner. Just so you know, I'll be longer than seven minutes <laughs> uh, today. Deuteronomy chapter 28. Verses 1 through verse 8, the New Living Translation. And it reads, If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep all his commandments that I'm giving you today, the Lord your God will set you high, tell somebody it's a setup, above all the nations of the world. You will experience listen to these words, all these blessings. If you obey, don't miss the word if. If you obey the Lord, your God, your towns and your fields will be blessed, he says to the children of Israel. Your children and your crops will be blessed. The offspring of your herds and flocks will be blessed. Your fruit baskets and breadboards will be blessed. Wherever you go, whatever you do, you will be blessed. Verse number seven, I love this verse. The Lord will conquer your enemies when they attack you. They will attack you from one direction but they will scatter from you in seven ways. Whew. Somebody ought to say amen to that. Finally, verse number eight. The Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything you do and will fill your storehouses with grain. The Lord, your God, will bless you in the land he is given you. And the church said amen. 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 The series is entitled A Time of Harvest. Turn around and look at somebody standing next to you.
We're trying not to touch because they reminded me it's flu season. I would be so glad when flu season is over. Looking at my sister over there, she's shaking her head so we can go back to touching. <laughs> but look at somebody next to you and say, God's special blessings. That's what we want to talk about today. God's special blessings. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. God's special blessings. Listen, all of you that are my brothers and sisters, all of you that are believers and non-believers, it has been said, and I agree with this wholeheartedly, that we all at some point in our life have benefited from what I am calling the blessings of the Lord, the standard blessings of the Lord. I don't care who you are, what you've done. I, I don't care of the atrocities that you may have committed. I don't care even if you are not a believer. You, as well as all of us, have at some point benefited from the blessings of the Lord. From the air we breathe, look at somebody and say, it's free. Amen. To the water we enjoy, to the food we eat, to the things that God does for us, just waking us up every morning, putting, putting us in a position so that we can survive on this planet is a blessing. In fact, Jesus, in the gospel that has been recorded by St. Matthew's, the fifth chapter and the 45th verse, Jesus says that our Heavenly Father gives, listen to this, sunlight to both the evil and the good. You don't pay for sunlight. He, Jesus does not reward sunlight on those that are just faithful or those that go to church. He shares his sunlight with the evil and the good. He sends, according to the text in Matthew, rain on the just as well as the unjust. And so to that person who doubts the existence of God, to that agnostic who is debating in their mind whether God exists, I often want to remind them when you bash in the sunshine of his glory, just know that's God. Amen. When, when you are awoken every morning with God's grace, tell somebody that's God. The next breath you take, it is because of God. These are the blessings. These are the, quote, standard blessings of the Lord. However, the Bible also teaches us that if we are faithful and obedient to the will of God for our lives, then one day we will not only enjoy the standard blessings of the Lord, but there are some special blessings that God 
will give that God will share with those who are faithful and obedient to his words. This is not Darrow's theology. This is the word of God. Now, this does not mean that we will, those of us who perhaps are wanting and desiring to enjoy the blessings of God that are special, it does not mean that we will never experience hardships. It does not mean that we will never experience heartaches. I'm here to tell you that although you are faithful, you will still have to go through something. And that is born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. And so what this really means is despite our hardships, despite our heartaches, despite our disappointments that we encounter in this life, we are still able to declare that we are blessed and highly favored by the Lord. That does deserve a hand of praise. Because God says when, when, when you are obedient to my word. Now, note he never said when you are perfect. There is a difference between obedience and perfection. No one is perfect. We all make mistakes, but we all can be obedient. Obedient means, Lord, I, I'll do my best. I'll do what you've asked me to do. And if I fall short, then I'll go to you and say, forgive me. Amen. When we are obedient to God, then God will bless us. It is also important that we note that the Lord doesn't usually tell us an exact time of these blessings. God does not always uh, predestinate to us uh, so that we will know exactly when these things will occur. In fact, the scripture reference that we've chosen for 2018 is Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9. And it tells us, be not weary in well-doing or don't get discouraged when you're doing good. The latter part of that verse in verse 9, the New Living Translation says that at just the right time, at just the right time, please tell somebody at the right time. At just, see, that's the problem. We, we, we don't want to wait on God's timing. God says at just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessings if we don't Give up. I am so grateful for God's timing. I told the church earlier this morning, I am so glad that there were times in my life when I was a lot younger and a lot more foolish than I am now that I asked God for things. And if God would have granted my request, I probably wouldn't be standing here today. I am so glad that God understood that his timing and his blessings Go when God says it's the right time. How many of you had to wait on God and God says not now? And you said, but I want it right now. And God says not now. And, and you look back over your life and if you would have received it when you asked for it, some of you would not have known what to do with it. But you've got to thank God that God knows how to bless us and when to bless us. 
may I preach this. And so at the right time is not when we want to be blessed. The right time is not when others think we should be blessed. But the right time is simply when the Lord gets ready to bless us. The old church used to sing this song, he may not come when you want him, but he's always on time. Is there anybody in the house who can just thank God for his timing? Come on, church. Just thank God that he knows better than you. God knows when to bless you. And sometimes we get angry and we says, God has forgotten us. And God reminds us that everything that is delayed is not denied. Sometimes God's not. You don't have to wait on God to get it together. God is often waiting on us to be in the right position to appreciate what he gives us at the right time. God reminded me, I love you so much that I gave you the right thing at the right time. Because if you would have gotten even the right thing at the wrong time, you wouldn't be where you are. Now somebody ought to throw your head back and simply say, thank you, Jesus. Any witnesses? And so trusting God means leaning not to our own understanding. Trusting God means waiting when it's difficult. Trusting God means rejoicing over nothing but a promise. Even when you don't see it yet, somehow you believe the word that has already been declared. I love folk with enough faith to be broke and say, I'm blessed. I love folk with enough faith to be sick and say, I'm healed. I love folk that are entangled, but yet they can say, I am delivered. Anybody can say it once it happens, but faith is the substance of things that are hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. When you can't see the evidence, you have the faith to believe God is still good all the time. You can praise him before you are delivered. Come on, Zion. In fact, you ought to give God your best praise on your way to being delivered. God, I'll praise you right now because anybody can praise you once you get it. But can you, with your faith imagination, see what others can't see? The song says, I see you in the future. I see you walking in prosperity. You look better to me. Look at somebody and say, I see something on you that others cannot see. And so when naysayers think they can control your destiny just because they can lie on you and just because they can misrepresent the truth and just because they can hold you down, you ought to shake your head and say, no, you can't. Because no one can stop what God has already preordained to happen in your life. Help me tell somebody, I see something good on you. Woo. You don't know it yet. 
You don't know it yet. See, I've said this all year long. Prophetic revelation precedes tangible manifestation. You'll catch it in the parking lot. Can I say it again? Prophetic revelation always precedes tangible manifestation. In other words, God says it before he does it. Oh my, somebody just felt something in you because all you are holding on to right now is just a word from the Lord. All you have is a promise from God. You don't see a thing, but yet you feel like praising God because you've heard a prophetic word over your life says you are the head and not the tail. You are blessed going in and Speak, Lord. Woo. Speak, Lord. Your prayer ought to be, Lord, get me in a position where I can get as much joy over a prophetic word as I can over a tangible manifestation. Anyone can celebrate when you get the miracle, but can you celebrate when you hear it's coming? Listen to the text. In this wonderful anointed text that's found in Deuteronomy 28, we see what God says about his special blessings. In this text, God speaks to a new generation of Israelites. Let me paint the contextual picture for you. It has been 40 years in a place called the wilderness. Prior to that, it was 400 years in a place called Egypt. God had delivered them from Egypt, but yet for the last 40 years, they wandered around in a place called wilderness, hoping to get to a place called Canaan. Preaching to someone. Somewhere between Egypt and Canaan is a wilderness experience. You get it after a while. God says, I promise you Canaan, but I didn't tell you when. And and, and I need you to be faithful. So here's the ironic thing about the theology of Exodus is that with the exception of two people out of two million people, They all died in the wilderness. I'm going somewhere. They died in the wilderness because they did not have the faith and the patience to trust God's word. What God did was that God raised up a new generation of people that were all under 40 years old that were born in the wilderness with the exception of Joshua and Caleb. They were called wilderness babies. Wilderness babies are those who did not know Egypt, but yet they had never experienced Canaan. Go with me 
as God painted the picture. And so they had to have faith when God says, I'm going to do something for you that you had never even seen before, much less imagined. You don't even know what it is to live in a house because you've been in the wilderness. You don't know what it is to have a vineyard because you've been in a dry place. You don't know what it is to have the joy of the Lord overflow because you've lived from hand to mouth, from God's hand to your mouth. But here is the prophetic revelation. Can I speak over your life? Because some of you are in the stage right now that God is speaking prophetically over your life. And you are in the wilderness, but you have a word. And the demons are saying to you, why do you believe that you've never seen it before? Tell them that doesn't mean it won't happen. Just because I haven't seen it doesn't mean that God cannot do it. Can I preach to somebody? All I need is about 50 witnesses that'll just jump up one time and say, do it, Lord. Somebody ought to have enough faith that during your wilderness experience, you believe that God is working on a blessing that you've never experienced, you've never seen. Can I preach this? I've got about 15 more minutes, but i got to preach this. And so here they are, wandering in the wilderness. God finally tells Moses, Moses, your last assignment before you die in this wilderness is that you are going to share a prophetic word. Deuteronomy 28 is all about prophecy. It is not about what God has done. It is not about what God is doing right then. It is about what God is going to do. Some, somebody ought to just say, oh Lord, I got it, I got it, I got it. Every now and then, God gives you his best word over what he's going to do in your life. And you haven't seen it yet, but God said, I've got something with your name on it that's better than anything you ever went through. And I just want to know if you've got the faith can I preach? May I preach? These wilderness babies who have never seen Canaan, these wilderness babies who have never seen their own house, these wilderness babies who never reap their own grapes, these wilderness babies who never grained and, and milled and, and, and meshed their own flour and made their own bread. Remember that God gave them bread from heaven and God gave them meat for heaven and God gave them water out of the rock. So preach, Pastor Jackson. These wilderness babies who never could see what God was about to do. God was about to drop a word of revelation on them. He tells them in verse 1, Moses said, if you would fully obey the Lord your God. 
if you would follow his instructions for your life. Mm, tell somebody you got to do what God says in order to get God's special blessings. You can't live any kind of way. Yeah, you can enjoy the air and the sunshine, but you won't get these blessings. If you live any kind of way, so God says, Moses, the son of Pharaoh, who grew up in the household of Pharaoh, Moses, write these words. I am going to set them on high above all nations of the earth. Now help me understand something. They were not even yet a nation. And God is speaking to them about what they are going to come. They are just a bunch of children wandering in the wilderness. But only God can call you what you're going to be when you're going through what you're current going through. Look at somebody say, you are blessed and highly favored. Look at somebody say, you are wealthy. You are healthy. You are an entrepreneur. You own your own business. You're getting ready to get a promotion on your... Speak, Lord. Somebody say, speak, Lord. Moses, tell them I'm going to set them up above every other nation. Verse number two, Moses... Tell them and all these blessings shall come upon them, shall overtake them. Somebody say all these blessings will catch up with you. In other words, you don't have it yet. But sooner or later, the blessings of God will catch up with you. Anybody receive that word? Listen. The new King James says, all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. But listen to how the message Bible puts it. All these blessings will come down on you and spread out beyond you. In other words, God's going to bless you beyond you where your children and their children and in fact those who even associate with you good God almighty somebody ought to look at somebody and say you ought to thank God you sitting next to me because when God blesses me with overflow you can catch you can catch the overflow can I preach I'm going to bless you beyond yourself. Woo! I'm going to do something that only God can do. And so in this dissertation, Moses outlines three categories of God's blessings. And I want to share them with you just for a little while and we'll finish on Tuesday night. But three categories of God blessing. 
Can I have 10 more minutes? Number one, look at your neighbor and say, number one, the blessings of provision. In other words, God will provide. Mm, tell every demon in my life that the God I serve will provide. I'll bless you in the town. I'll bless you in the field. I'll bless you going in. I'll bless you coming out. Your crops will be blessed. Wherever you go, you'll be blessed. Whatever you do, you will be blessed. Anybody know that God is a provider? Get on the devil's nerve and throw your head back and say, Lord, I thank you. The old church used to get up and say, God will make a way out of nowhere. Old church used to say, Sister Florida, giving honor to God. I thank him for putting food on my table. Mother Josephine Anderson used to say, and my freezer is full. <laughs> Y'all done got too up in it now. Y'all done got too sedated now. Y'all done got too too elitist now to thank God for a whole freezer full of food. If you've got food in your refrigerator, you owe God a praise. If you've got food on your table, let the church say yes. Number one, he is a provider. Number two, the blessings of protection. Look at somebody say, he is a protector. This message is for every hater in your life. This message is for every demon that tried to steal your joy. This message is for everybody that tried to destroy your family. This message is for folk that tried to get you fired. This message is for folk who tried to take you out. Look at somebody say, it will not work. The Lord said, I will conquer your enemies. They will attack you one way, but they will flee seven different ways. When your enemy and your foe come upon you, to eat up your flesh, they shall stumble and fall. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Look at somebody say, protected. 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 I told the church. This morning, Sister Bernice, that sometimes I get accused for not fighting back. Folks say, Daryl, you take so much stuff. You know folk don't like you, and you still 
smile, speak to him. You don't fight back. Well, I've learned that if I hold my peace, I wish I had a church who came from the country. Look at somebody and say, if I hold my peace, the Lord will fight my battle. Be still. You don't have to fight this fight. For the battle is not yours, but the battle is the Lord's. Look at somebody say, you've already won. It's already done. You don't have to fight because God has conquered your enemy. Anybody know that no weapon that any demon from the pits of hell bring against you is going to work? Number one, provision. Number two, protection. Woo! If you obey. And number three, stand to your feet all over this place. Woo! Number three, somebody may want to give God some praise on this. Tell somebody, give me a little room. See, some of you are used to cute church. Sometimes you just, you just can't be so cute. The Lord will give you prosperity. Ooh. God will bless your children. God will make you the head and not the tail. God will put you on top and not on the bottom. Pros see, provision is enough. Prosperity is more than enough. Now, I know some of you are so deep and you like, hey, hey I, all I want is just enough. Well, that's your prayer. Okay, I, Lord, all, all I want, I don't need all that. Just, just give me anything you give me to drive, just anything you give me to eat, just give me a piece of clothes to put on and that's enough. That's your prayer. But I serve a God that can not only do enough, but he can give me more than enough. I'll overflow your blessing. I'll give you more than enough. Going in your blessing, coming out your blessing. You got about 30 seconds to give God your best day. somebody and say get ready for provision say get ready for protection get ready for prosperity God's getting ready to open the windows of heaven pour you out a blessing ah, yeah, yeah. get 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 give God your best
just in case somebody is judging your praise, look at him and say, if you only knew what I had to go through to be where I am now. Any wilderness babies in here? Woo! Oh, y'all stop. I gotta go. I gotta go. But you gotta just 30 more seconds. finish this on Tuesday night. But if your haters didn't like you before, if they didn't like you when you were in the wilderness, <laughs> tell me, how did you feel? What are they going to think when God brings you out? Listen, listen. There's a wonderful song that we want to sing for this altar. Bishop Paul S. Morton, who has been here on several occasions, and powerful man of God, writes this powerful song. It simply says, be blessed. Look over at somebody and say, be blessed. See, Anyone can praise God after you're blessed. But can you celebrate a prophetic declaration that God is about to do something? Be blessed, my brother. Be blessed, my sister. Be blessed wherever this life leads you. Let me encourage you. Let me speak life to you. Woo. You can depend on God to see you through. You can depend on me to pray for you. Listen to the second clause. All of us have been there. You might be hurting. Look at someone say, you might be crying. You might be worrying. Some of us may be frustrated too. 
Let me encourage you. I like this. Let me speak life to you. You can depend on God to see you through. You can depend on me to pray, to pray for you. Be blessed. Be blessed, my brother. I want to pray for those of you that just come and stand at the altar right now. If there's something you want God to do, any of you that want that special blessing of God, just stand in the aisleways wherever you are. Yeah, yeah, sing. that song Keep on praying. 
something over your life. I see something over your life. Listen. I see. Look at it. I see your future. Your arms around somebody and tell them I pray for you. I'll pray for you. Sing Bill, yeah, yeah. Ooh. You pray for me, yeah. Listen to this, watch and watch God change things. <laughs> Anybody believe it? Uh, hey! yeah. I'll pray for you. Don't forget to pray for me and watch God change things. Come on, help me say, I'll pray. Come on and tell somebody you pray. Get ready, God is about to change. Won't he do it? Won't he do it?
listen, close those eyes. To those of you that are listening by way of radio, those of you that are joining us by way of internet, woo, you may be in the wilderness now, but God is about to change things. Who am I talking to? You may be going through something now, but God is about to change some things. God is about to turn wilderness into Canaan land. Woo. God is about to turn poverty into prosperity. Woo. God is about to turn danger into protection. Woo. Watch God. Come on, tell him again, Bill Francis. you to keep this in mind it begins with a relationship the whole text says if you obey him and follow his instructions fully then all these things God will do for you Ooh. and the reason you're here today is because you want that closer walk with God. Perhaps someone is being challenged today. This is your day. This is the Sunday. This is the Sunday that God says, you not only come to the altar and get prayer, but you make that commitment to commit your life to the Lord. You make the commitment to go beyond just attendance. Ooh. Because God says, if you fully commit to me, then all these things, God says, I would do for you. God wants to bless you in ways that you could never imagine. But these blessings, not the standard blessings, but these blessings are conditional. <laughs> it's up to you. God has already made them available. Question is, will you accept that commitment? After we pray, if you're here and you want to join the church, if you want to make that commitment, we'll meet you here at this altar. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you this day. We thank you for this time of harvest. We thank you for your special blessings. Blessings that are beyond the ordinary. Blessings of special provisions, special protection, prosperity. Whew. Thank you for promising to make us the head and not the tail. Thank you for promising to bless us as we go in and even as we come out. Now, Lord, 
someone is on the verge of making that decision, remind them that this is their moment. This is their day. We thank you in advance for what you've already done. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Those that know it is so and already done, say amen. Amen. Look at somebody and say, watch God change things. Ooh. Come on, if you want to join the church, if you want to commit your life to the Lord, come on, if you want to recommit, just come stand. Come stand with me. Come on, right now, God is calling you wherever you are. God is, let this be your day. This is your moment. This is your day. Just come walk down the aisle. Watch God. Watch God. Come on, just come stand. Thank you, young man. This young man, watch God, somebody else, come on, make that decision today, God's calling you, wherever you are, God's calling you, amen, somebody else, another young man coming down the side, watch God, look at God, these young men, young men coming to the altar, Don't tell me what God can do. Watch God. Let me tell you something. Somebody else is coming. Just on this weekend, we had two teenagers in Columbia who lost their lives. Senseless violence. When you see young men like this come to the line, come to this altar, say, I want God in my life, we all ought to be on our feet celebrating. Amen. Is there anybody else? Come on, God's calling you. The altar is still open. Anyone else? God is still calling you. Watch God. Look at this young lady is coming. Another young person. Another young man coming right now. Come on, watch God. I'll pray for you. And I need you to pray. Look at God. Come on, by the way, these are all young people. What? God's doing something. God's doing something right now. Come on, anyone else? Anyone else? They better watch God do it. Clap your hands and give God a hand of praise. Watch God. Come on. As they walk down the aisle. Come on. Let's celebrate them. Let's celebrate. I'll pray. 